0: Welcome to the Lighten Up Podcast with Lauren Polly, your invitation for living on the lighter side of life. I'm Lauren Polly, and I'm delighted you've chosen to join me today for episode 162, having ease with what's next for you. This is part three of a three-part podcast series I've been doing along the big question, the big life question of what's next. Uh, Week number one, we dove into finding and discovering what's next for you. Last week, we looked at courage and actually how to build courage for what's next for you. And today we're going to talk about a rarely talked about concept along the way of having ease with that. Ease doesn't necessarily mean easy. There are some things that you're going to have to look at and have some honesty with and overcome, but it doesn't mean that it has to be the hard path or that you have to overwork to get it. Most of us are wondering what's next for us, but in order to chart that new course and blaze that new trail, we kind of stop ourselves before we get going because we're like, I don't really know if I want to work hard to be able to get that thing. But my whole thing is, what if you actually didn't have to work hard for it? What if hard work wasn't the end and end-all be-all of this? What if there was a way to utilize your resources, your energy, your time, your financial resources, and your skill sets to be able to create with more ease, um, to have more kind of like rapidity along the path, a more rapid pace, and to kind of take shortcuts where before you might have taken the long way around. So we're going to dive into that today. We've been digging in this last series of looking at the trailblazer archetypes. They are six archetypes that I have developed and created from my coaching experience. These kind of six personalities popped out of the woodwork, working with different individuals around the globe. Uh, Trailblazers, of course, are just people who are looking at what's next for them, desiring to chart a new course and to go into unexplored territory, success on the outside in business and career creation and relationships and just your outward living and also taking that deeper inner journey too. really playing in the fields of possibilities and looking at becoming more fulfilled in yourself and actually having that inner confidence and that radiating joy with how you're living your life again they aren't mutually exclusive you don't just go out in success or go in with success there's a combination of both that really lead to more success and fulfillment in the long run Some of you all will blaze trails and touch people in your lives and your immediate sphere of influences, and some of you will grow your sphere of influences uh, quite dynamically through this work. It doesn't really matter how big you desire to go or what kind of big trail you want to blaze. It is more important that you lean into your curious, exploratory nature and continue to grow and evolve from there. So these six archetypes are kind of um, content and information and clarity making and really kind of playful and fun ways to start looking at where you're functioning from, what your strengths are, and actually how to start putting them to use. You know, week number one, we went over the reluctant hero and the Wonder Woman. Last week, we covered the CEO and the misfit. This week, we're going to dive into the dreamer and the underdog. And I love talking about these two with the whole conversation of ease and ease along the path of what's next for you. Because both of these archetypes do something kind of interesting with where they put their resources. So again, as we talk, most of you all have one primary archetype. If you're curious of finding where that lies for you, I've created a really fun quiz at LaurenPolley.com quiz you can go ahead and check that out for a deeper dive into this and just keep in mind yes you have your primary archetype but again you as an infinite being you as this infinite diming you have many facets to you you actually have all of these archetypes at plays you have all of their strengths and capacities you also have all of their little hiccups along the way so as you listen to these two just see where this may be at play for your living currently and where you're wondering what's next and how can this content and these ahas actually help move you forward with greater ease so today is all about resources and where you put your resources to create more ease and again by resources i'm talking everything i'm talking your personal energy your physical energy your money, your time, your relationships, your connections, your creative capacities, all of them. All of those things are resources. The first archetype we're gonna drive into today is the dreamer. Now the dreamer of course has a superpower just like all the archetypes do. The dreamer's superpower is possibilities. The dreamer is driven by what is possible. She has a superpower for seeing seeing what others can't and also seeing what others won't. So sometimes that looks like seeing things that are bright and shiny and big possibilities. And sometimes the seeing what others won't see are kind of more the shadow sides. So what she does, unfortunately, is she's a little bit reactive to that. She sees all these bright sparkling possibilities. And the only way she really knows to put her resources into creating that is to fly off into dreamland or fantasy land. She gets so lit up by the possibilities that she sees for creation, for relationships. This is a big one if you're a big romantic dreamer, where a lot of her resources that she could use to create with actually go into this fantasy realm. So where does her time go? She floats off to fantasy land in the downtime. Where does her energy go? Yes, it goes off into fantasy land, playing with the possibilities in the ethers. Money sometimes gets spent on things that actually aren't practical or would actually have actionable um, kind of results. Coming from it, there's a lot of kind of interesting spots that come up with the dreamer where a lot of her resources feel like they're generating something, feel like they're getting created, but then nothing actually shows up in their life. There's not really a lot of change and there's not a lot to show for it at the end of the day. So the work with a dreamer, with all of that, really boils down to actually getting present. And a lot of us, what we do when we get present is we think that getting present and being present is this hard focus of just what's in front of us. That's actually not so. When you're present, you're actually present with everything you can be possibly present with. It's how you still feel connected to someone when they live across the country from you. It's how you can have the five things that you have to do at work still present in your awareness while you're going your day-to-day stuff at home with your family. Being present with everything and being willing to see everything, again, this is a strength that the dreamer has, actually has a creative capacity to have multiple possibilities at play if they're willing to be present with all of them and start to take action on them as well. So becoming present with the possibilities. Also becoming present with the reality that you're in, bridging the gap between fantasy and reality, where you're not floating away to one or contracting into the other. You actually get to hold both in your awareness. As you do that work, as you start moving forward, the ease really comes from being present with all of it and starting to notice where you can bridge the gap. It actually isn't that hard of work. If you're willing to be present with what you're aware of, where you would like to go, things that are outside of the box that other people aren't seeing and also be present with what is showing up in your life and your living. You can start to see how the two can complement each other and how the two can feed each other. The dreamers default is to really get reactive to the present and float away into dreamland. Cause it's way more fun. That's where the possibilities are. Being able to hone the skill of being present with your life and the elements of your living, And then putting your resources into being present with all that you're aware of, all of the possibilities, and looking for those places to bridge the gap will allow you to move forward with way more ease. The dreamer will put so much of her time and her energy into the fantasy land and then get super frustrated or very judgmental of herself or to feel like she's actually not aware of what she thinks she's aware of. Doubt creeps in big time because things are never really showing up in her life. It's really the presence conversation, being present in your life and being present with the possibilities, bridging the two, that will bring on the ease of what is possible. If we're only present with what is, we can never really change. And if we're only present with what's possible over here, we're never really going to see the way to bridge the two together in a real way so that we actually get to have the ability to have those possibilities show up for us in our day-to-day living. That is ease in the making for every aspect of you that is a dreamer. The other archetype to play with with this conversation all about resources and ease is the underdog. Oh my goodness, the underdog has an amazing superpower of tenacity. I never give in, I never give up, I never quit, I'm gonna keep on going. They are not afraid to get their hands dirty, they are not afraid of hard work, they've got an amazing work ethic, and they are more than willing to see things through to the end, that is a strength like nothing else. That has the ability to really move those possibilities into existence in their living. The unfortunate thing, this tenacity, this kind of dog with a bone energy gets twisted a lot into hard work wins the day. The underdog gets so used to having to go uphill and to work hard for things that they create a struggle where otherwise there may not be. They kind of look for a problem to solve where they may not be. They take the long road where there might've been an easy shortcut, but because they weren't really willing to shortcut the path, thinking it's invalid in some way, they end up working harder than they need to. They spend their resources on the hard work, their time, their energy, even their money and their finances can sometimes go into paying for things that actually aren't required for their business or their creation and unfortunately wasting away a little bit where they could have gone, you know what, this choice now, easy peasy, easy way through and a whole different reality would have showed up the underdog and their tenacity is such a gift and a lot of the other archetypes actually don't have that there aren't a lot of people who at the end of the day are willing to actually do the work it requires to change their life and living or to create something massive in the world a lot of the trailblazers out there are looking at creating a movement they're up to big stuff they really desire to have an impact that won't get created unless you're willing to be tenacious with what you want to create and you're not willing to actually put in the work. And I know the work conversation with the ease conversation seems kind of counterintuitive. They seem like opposites, but I'd invite you to look at what if they're actually not? What if you can have ease while you're working? What if taking the day-to-day steps to actually move your business, your relationship, your creations, your business promotion, whatever, what if the day-to-day work to move those things into existence could be done with ease, way more ease than you've been giving yourself availability for? Things aren't just of value if you've had to work hard or if you've had to overcome an obstacle or if you're a rags-to-riches kind of thing. A lot of us have those weird viewpoints in the back of our minds going where, oh, I can't have it that easy or man, oh man, if I did get it that easy, that means probably something's really wrong or I didn't deserve it in some way or maybe it's not a valid win for me. It's maybe it's not really a win at all in my life because I didn't have to put the work in for it. What if doors could just open for you because that was the place that you were meant to go? What if your work could be way more elegant where you just put your finger on one button and multiple doors swung open for you? What if you were willing to actually offload the work and delegate a little bit? Super practical tip there. Being willing to hire people to help you with what you're envisioning. Being willing to not take on added work that other people should be doing and aren't living up to. Having those tough conversations. You know, the underdog is more than willing to do the hard work and sometimes, you know, fills in the gaps where other people are lacking instead of actually having the conversations that may empower the other people to step up their game. An underdog creating in the world will take everything on their own shoulders and work themselves to the bone. What if instead you are willing to include other people and their support along the way? There's so much more possible with all of these conversations, really and truly having ease with what is next for you. Being willing to be present with everything and looking for where the kind of easeful path is to bring your possibilities and your targets and what you'd like to create next for yourself into an actualized possibility, into the now. And more than anything, it's actually building the capacity. And not just with this episode, go back and listen to the other two with all of these trailblazer archetypes. The baser, baser invitation is to receive what you're asking for and developing the capacity to actually have it in your living. Because you can be asking for the moon, but unless you open the space and that capacity to actually have the money have the business, have the relationships, have everything that comes with all of that in your living, you'll never really have it. You'll probably not create it for one, or if you do, you'll get rid of it very quickly. All of these archetypes in their own way will give you clarity on how to use your strengths to your advantage, how to actually ask for more for that what's next, and the deeper work the deeper work with that, actually opening up the capacity to have what it is you're asking for. And those amazing possibilities actually show up in your life and living. It is possible. I've done it multiple times for myself. I've also seen clients throughout the world create it as well. Again, please, if you haven't yet, go check out that quiz. It is on laurenpoley.com forward slash quiz. It will give you your primary archetype and lots of goodies that come along with it. Learn where you're functioning from, what your hiccups are, a deeper dive into the experience and a guided meditation to help actually support your primary archetype as you move along this path of what is next for me. There's always something next. There's always something more. You as a trailblazer, all you need to do is lean into your innate Curiosity and exploration and adventuresome spirit, and jump out of the box a bit. Be able and be willing to have the easy path, have the courage to go for it, and just continue to ask for the clarity of what is required along the way. I'm here to support you. You can always reach out at lauren at laurenpalle.com. Enjoy the quiz, enjoy this uh, this conversation and content, and as always, I will chat with you next Tuesday.